What's going on, guys? This is Tyler, Dad, Bass, and Dan here with Anime Degens episode 14. Today, we have a couple fun things we're going to do for you guys. First, we're going to do a review of The Wind Rises, a film from Studio Ghibli. Lastly, we're going to do Power Systems in the Real World. Tyler will explain that for us later, but first, I think we got some news, guys. What's going on? Yeah, I got some super, super exciting news. So a couple episodes ago, our last episode, I can't remember. It's all kind of blurring together. We talked about Ash's epic finale. His battle against Leon. And I'm really excited to say that the finale of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys is going to be on Netflix June 23rd. So for everybody not in Canada, you can check it out. That's that's lovely. D-dubbed? Yeah, it'll be dubbed and subbed. Ah, okay. uh, no, okay, no sub, cool. no sub, no sub. Uh, it's Netflix. Not sub, it's bro. Pokemon. It's dubbed. True, yeah. <laughs> true. You can find the subbed on the Why internet. Why leave our Canadian brothers out of this? That was that's cruel. No, they already have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! No, <laughs> no. Yeah, different distribution rights up there up north, and um, that's why I made the joke when we were watching it. I was like, "Yeah, we we drove up to Canada to watch it because it's not uh, <laughs> here illegal." Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Also, I have some super exciting news. Uh, May twenty first at Mappa Stage twenty twenty three, JJK. For you guys who don't know and live under a rock, Jujutsu Kaisen is going to get a season two new trailer featuring the opening theme. And knowing JJK, it's going to have a banger. So I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm so excited for season two to come out, man. Uh, I've been waiting for so long. It feels like the movie was fire. JJK zero. uh, It's just down for anything JJK right now. Sure. Dude, my, my head was literally sitting there going, isn't it season three? And I'm like, no, it's just been that long, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sometimes, man. <laughs> awesome. But let's get right into it. So we're going to start the podcast off with a movie review of The Wind Rises, which is uh, Miyazaki, the basically the guy who does all the Studio Ghibli films. It's kind of his swan song. It's his last movie he did. And it was a treat, in my opinion. So to get into the summary... A look at the life of Jiro Horikoshi, the man who designed Japanese fighter planes during World War II. An aviation-obsessed engineer named Jiro Horikoshi. That's a little repetitive. (laughs) Has loved the aesthetics, spirit, and science of flight for as long as he can remember. So first off, I want to just get into the very first scene of this movie because like, I watched it and I was instantly hooked. Would you? How'd you guys like feel about the very first scene? Yeah, uh, I I thought it was uh, it was kind of a weird way to start a movie, honestly, because you know uh, you don't really know where it's coming from at first, you know. But then uh, after watching the movie, you kind of understand it more. But it, it is just a kind of weird way to do it. Plus, I want to talk about that. Uh, the fact that it did not talk. Nobody said anything for like five minutes. I did find that weird. I thought it was just going to be uh, animated with like no, no like verbal verbalization. Um, but I did like the dream. I think it kind of set up our main character, uh, Jiro's like whole life, his aspirations, and also what was limiting to, limiting him 
uh, because during the dream, there's like a dark cloud that goes over him while he's flying his uh, his plane, and he can't see it. And we also learn later in the story he actually has bad sight. So I think it was great foreshadowing it. It kind of set up the story for us really well. But like you said, Tyler, it just it was mad weird that they didn't say anything for five straight minutes. Yeah, if I didn't, uh, if if this, like I had seen the show before and I wanted to watch it, but if I wasn't actually watching it for the podcast like we did, um, I probably wouldn't have kept on watching it, uh, at, you know, after a couple of minutes if they hadn't said anything, honestly, because I, I thought that was really weird in my opinion. I really enjoyed it because it kind of like I got lost in the animation because the scene was stunning. And um, our boy Jiro here, it basically the story started with a dream sequence. He climbs up on his roof and he gets in a plane that resembles a bird. So Jiro and our boy Aaron from Attack on Titan both have a thing for birds. You know, they both <laughs> got a thing for flight. For sure. They both got a thing for freedom. And um, it starts off with him flying this plane that resembles like a seagull through the town everybody's waving at him it's a really really just well animated scene the visuals were stunning and um coming from an engineering background like that's what every little kid dreams of who loves science and technology you know you want to you want to build planes you want to build trains you want to build cars you want to do something like that you know so that really hit home for me like that's what i grew up wanting to do so i absolutely loved it oh no way man yeah i uh when i was in high school, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer so bad. So this also identified with me. And I was like, wow, this is a kid chasing his dreams. Guys, I am not an aeronautical engineer. Um, I don't design airplanes. So it was good <laughs> to see somebody that actually uh, followed up on those aspirations. <laughs> yeah, I'm just an industrial engineer. I couldn't cut it in the in the big leagues. But uh, we, we do what we got to do now. We're both in engineering sales. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I really liked how weird it was. Um, in the first opening minutes, like I, I really had to look up. I was like, is this a quiet film? You know what I'm saying? Um, I like when directors do off-speed things like that, just so it's a little different. Oh, I, 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 It really, really drew me in. And the animation was also really, really great, just to open, just to open up, you know? definitely i think that's the scene that just pulled me into the movie and it did so well right at the beginning and i was like i'm gonna love this dude this is gonna be great and i'm really glad that i picked it for us to watch sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> this yeah this was, it was a great find Dan. like for real i was actually kind of surprised that you picked something like this because it's you know more based it's kind of like a romance based uh movie as well uh, based on like the uh, description and stuff, so yeah, I was kind of I was kind of shocked, honestly. Yeah, so actually, if you guys didn't know, this movie is actually a blending of two different stories. So okay. there is a novel written in 1930s Japan that was really popular called "The Wind Has Risen," hmm. which kind of took the story of his wife, who had tuberculosis, and brought that into it. That never happened in Jiro's actual life. So it was a blending of two stories. Oh, okay. I didn't know that at all. I gotcha. But awesome. So I guess to get into it, we don't want to, we don't, we're not going to talk about the plot too much. We're going to talk about the themes, you know, kind of stuff like that, because we don't want to spoil the movie for you. And we definitely, I think we all recommend you check it out. It was, I mean, I've never seen a Studio Ghibli movie that I didn't like. (laughs) <laughs> they're all bangers 
But what did you guys think that the theme of the movie was? Uh, me, I thought it was like somewhere along lines of always strive for your dreams, but don't forget to live while doing it. That's that's kind of what I got out of this movie. What about uh, what about you, Bass? I'm I'm thinking along the same lines. There, um, he really went after his dreams. He chased them wholeheartedly. Um, even later in the movie, he just doesn't give up on it. Uh, no matter how many setbacks, he is a really smart guy. Um, even in his own profession, but he has setbacks in his personal life. He doesn't let that hap- uh, stop him. He helps others along the way, just like you said, uh, Tyler. But um, something that I found that was really really touching is like. No, if when in a lot of movies you just get one side to a person. Talks about his relationship with his sister, um, woman that he loves, his coworkers, his boss. I just thought it was it was really cool how they took his whole life into account throughout the movie. As far as the theme, I think it is just go after for your dreams. You know, the wind is rising, y'all. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. You know, when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking that Mr. Caproni, the Italian aeronautical engineer that he hangs out with during his dream sequences was pretty much a foil for the theme you know um the whole basis of this movie is that airplanes are just the dreams of engineers and mr caproni is like the guy for that in the film i mean he's doing some crazy shit with airplanes like he's putting like triple decker wings on him and loaded his whole factory into it and everything else and uh, there was one line that really just stood out to me because in engineering there's a lot of that gray area with what is ethical and what is not. And I mean, if you talk about planes during world war two, especially when you bring Japan into it, you know, there's a lot of ethics. Yes, of course. Um, So Jiro was on the engineering team that designed the a six M zero. I think it was a six M zero. I believe that is correct. Yes. Which was actually the plane that was used to attack Pearl Harbor. So it brings in that ethical dilemma of engineering. You see it all the time with nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, all that kind of stuff. But he says a line, Mr. Caproni does that. Would you rather live in a world with pyramids or without them? And that's basically, would you rather see humanity push the limit of their knowledge and their abilities to grow and develop? Or would you rather them stay at the status quo? And I really, I think that was like a major theme of this movie. Okay. I can that see a that. Good take to it. Yeah, that I, I think that's also a part of it. Um, I'm trying not to get too much into the actual story, um, but just the interplay between um, the Italian Mr. Uh, Caproni and our main hero Giro in that dream world is phenomenal. Um, he even meets his, you know, his family, and he gets to see all his creations. And as we're in World War II, you know era where actually it starts the movie starts in the inter uh the time between world one and world war ii and that area is so much more bright and vibrant and there's a bunch of different designs because pretty much all their little ideas they have in their head just go to this place that's very apparent from the beginning so i'm not spoiling anything for you um it's cool to see how that changes throughout throughout the uh the entire movie like did you guys notice that at all like at the end, it was it, it was a little different. I'm not going to say how it was, but it was a little different. Yeah, and I think the movie did a really good job kind of wrapping it up with that ethical dilemma that I mentioned. 
because it kind of brought in the dark side of the aeronautical engineering profession during that period of time. And um, I thought it was beautifully, like the way they dis- displayed it, you know, through animation was very beautiful. Yes. It was something oddly touching about this movie to me. Um, obviously, there was the, the relationship with, with Jiro and, and, and his girl, but I don't know what made me so emotionally attached to the engineering side of it as well. Uh, maybe it's my own personal dreams that, that I that I couldn't, <laughs> you know, make it to the real world, but it's it, it was just something that I, was, I feel really attached to this movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think a lot of people can see themselves in Jiro in ways, or at least who we aspire to be. Um, I think it, you know, if not right now, it's at one point in most people's lives, they think they can achieve anything. And Jiro goes and does that. You know, he says it, he does it. He also is a good person along the way. And I think people want to feel like they're good people as well. So, like, it's just, it's hard not to root for the man. And I just identify, I identify him with him in, in so many different ways. And yeah. The, and the thing is that, that I liked a lot about this is that in the beginning, uh, Jiro wanted to actually fly the planes. Let's not forget that. And uh, That's true. and yeah. because he couldn't do it um, because of his eyesight, he strove to like, uh, you know, be what he is. And he actually became a prodigy. Wouldn't you say he was looked at as like a prodigy? Um, yeah, I mean, he is the engineering world. Uh, yeah, I mean, historically, he is yeah. one of the greatest aeronautical engineers in the in history. I mean, he's the one who basically worked with his team to develop the dragless rivet used on metal planes, which is still used today. So, I mean, he had he was very instrumental in the aeronautical engineering field. So, um, I really liked that they showed that aspect of it. You know, it, it just basically saying just don't give like even if you can't do one dream, you know, maybe you can alter it and, you know, do even better in a different dream, but still have the same kind of dream, you know. So yeah, definitely it, it was it was it was beautiful in that way. And guys like, yeah, this is I love that it had that historical aspect to it. Um, This is one of like I know a lot of people study like World War Two and World War One, and they you know look at videos and listen to podcasts about it. But coming up, the first and second World Wars, Japan, sixty years before that was zero says it is a back backwoods backwards country, right? They weren't very developed technically, weren't very industrialized. Zero was a big part of industrializing them. He created the best planes, right? Which I thought it was really cool, but was awesome because while Japan was actually learning some industrial skills from the Germans, the rest of the world was terrified of Japan in the war. And even before that, you know, in the uh, Russo-Japanese war, uh, because they had pretty much taken 200 years of European industrialization and done it in 50 years. Yeah. Cool to see like a hero that helped them do something like that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, besides that, they were also terrified of the Japanese because they would do anything to please the emperor, including crash planes into the into ships and everything else. I mean, the Japanese military is insane. We do a little research into it. Uh, no other country had a, a word for kamikaze. I mean, literally just 
using your plane as a bomb. So they do anything for the emperor, man. And that's one of the big reasons that people are so afraid of them, you know? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So did you guys like the inclusion of the other story, The Wind Has Risen, the novel? Um, basically, the introduction of the char character Nahoko, his wife? I know yeah, Tyler I'm, did. I'm, I mean, <laughs> you know, if if it wasn't for that, you know, uh, this show would have... I mean, people that really enjoyed, like, uh, the engineering side, like y'all, um, mm. would have still loved the show, I think, because it, it done a very good job at... Uh, uh, showing the engineering side and what kind of work and process it is. Um, they've done a really good job at that. But uh, as with anything, you know, it, it kind of needs a little bit more, you know, for the rest of the world. You know what I mean? That's when you add in a little bit of drama with some romance, you know, and uh, they do a very good job with that. They, they kind of ease it in there and, you know, and it just it just it, it makes it makes it uh you know the themes that I talked about that I thought it talked about you know even better it it makes it it makes you look at it even better if if you understand what I'm saying yeah definitely i think the inclusion of the personal side of the fictional recreation of his character was necessary i mean it kind of showed both sides of it. And there was one scene with the paper plane at the hotel. That was fucking adorable, dude. I love that. That was really, yeah. really fun. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, um, I thought she was going to fall off the roof sometimes, bro. I thought they were both going to fall off the roof, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Hero almost oh, yeah. did it at one point. He was holding on by a thread there. Um, yeah. The fact that they did both of those things, uh, you know, the engineering side and then that personal side to him and that entire story in two hours was great writing. That's a, a extremely great storytelling. We all, you know, we're always talking about Studio Ghibli and we always say something about the animation, but the, the writing for this was also phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. It, man. Is great, it is freaking great dubbed, by the way, guys. Yeah, it, had, it has John Krasinski. It has Martin Short. It has Emily Blunt. Like the cast is stellar. Um, I was laughing the entire time because Hanjo, who was played by or voiced by John Krasinski, uh, who is Jiro's best friend. I was like, this isn't the John Krasinski I know. So it's kind of weird to see, you know. And y'all, y'all both watched it dubbed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I watched the sub just because y'all was watching it dubbed and I prefer sub, you know, better. And I thought the sub was amazing as well. So. I don't know if did you want did you guys watch it on HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, so it did have an option yeah, for too. subtitled? Okay, because yeah. I, I like just was like, okay, it started in English. I'm watching it in English. I'm too lazy to figure this <laughs> shit out. I don't use this often. I started in dub too and listened to a little bit of it and I thought it, you know, sounded pretty good too. But I was like, but since the boys are listening to it in dubbed, I'm gonna listen to it in sub that way to see if it's actually, you know, pretty decent still too. So man did it, it for is. science. Love yeah. that. <laughs> love that love that so did you guys have a favorite character in the uh movie uh I, my favorite character is probably kurokawa which was uh um jiro's boss the one with the bouncy hair i, I love that dude the hair man <laughs> he was like a great person you know 
Um, I like that he came off as like a, a hard ass a little bit, but he was a good person. He did a lot of pivotal things throughout the the story. Man, the dude's pick, man. too the dude's two foot tall and he <laughs> walks like he's eight foot tall and his hair like bounces another three foot, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean, the crazy thing with Kurokawa <laughs> is like we saw him as like a hard ass manager on top of all his staff at the engineering firm Mitsubishi. But we also saw him like there's a scene where they have the wedding between Jiro and Nahoko. And he's like a whole different person through this whole thing. You know, he's like trying to be a hard ass. And then you see some really cute shit. So it's like he, it, this movie did a great job showing a lot of multiple sides of multiple characters. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think really Kira, really Go ahead, sorry. I, I was just gonna say I don't think Kurokawa would uh would have been so nice to Jiro if if he hadn't have panned out. But Jiro being the prodigy he is, you know, he he done a lot of shit for uh, Kurokawa. So I was gonna say when the Golden Boys writing your paychecks, pretty much like yeah. you're good to go, man. Do what you got to <laughs> do for him. What was you gonna say, Bess? Sure. Um. I think they did a great job in this film. There were like no really real like tropey characters. They seemed, you know, they seemed like they could be real. Um, no one person was really just like a bunch of comic relief. There was like no just like stereotypical character. They were all very like well-rounded to me. You know, they acted like you would expect real people to act. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, and it was kind of... Mine was Mr. Caproni. I just loved him as a character, okay. dude. He was so fire. Like, just the epitome of like human creation, in my opinion. Like, he was just excited. He always wanted to see like his designs work out, and he designed some really fun looking airplanes. I mean, like, historically, even if like I went and looked into a little bit, he designed some crazy fucking shit. So Seeing him added as kind of a foil to the overall theme of the movie was really good, in my opinion. And I just loved how there was just some random Italian guy out of nowhere the entire time. <laughs> so um, yeah. I got a little question about that. Uh, I want y'all's opinion on it. Do y'all think that the dream world was actually two interconnected worlds uh, of hit, uh, Caproni's? And Jiro's, or do you think it was all Jiro just in his own dream world and thinking that he was in a combined shared dream world? I think, I mean, realistically, if you had to think about it, it was probably the latter. And I think that Jiro read and just absorbed so much from Caproni and his like lifestyle and how he did his job through reading the magazines and everything else that he kind of yeah. created this fictional character in his mind. But knowing Studio Ghibli, it's probably the first one, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the first one just because it's cooler. <laughs> Keep it a buck with y'all, bro. <laughs> I mean, that, that's wild uh, for, you know, somebody to, you know, uh, just stumble upon having one of the greatest, uh, uh, you know, engineers <laughs> in your dreams. I, you know? I was going to say, it's it's more wild that there's a shared dream world specific to aeronautical <laughs> engineers and children who aspire to be that, but... I mean, I didn't say it was realistic, but, like, it's way cooler that way. It's Definitely. way, way the story's way, way cooler that way. You guys but have yeah, any favorite so... moment? Uh, well, actually, I'm going to give you my favorite character. Um, Dan took mine. Um, <laughs> Mr. Caproni was phenomenal. I think, I thought he was, like, a star of the show. 
Um, my sleeper pick, I'm going to go with my sleeper pick, is uh, Kiro Hanjo. It was uh, our main character's best friend. Okay. I'm going to say that you. because, one, he was a really good friend. Um, Kiro and tried to give him des some designs, and he would not take them. He said, like, you should use this on your own. Um, he was very supportive of them when they were just starting out at Mitsubishi. Um, I, th I think he played like a critical role in in Jiro's life. If that if that's a real character, uh, and I think not, that he but... was kind of a prodigy himself, honestly. But he kind of got overshadowed by Jiro, you know. I wouldn't sure. say overshadowed. I mean, they just worked on different projects. I yeah. mean, Hanjo's design was for a bomber, and. Jiro was working on a fighter plane, which were both instrumental to J yeah. Japan's efforts in World War II. Well, what I'm saying is he had the capabilities of being the main character if he wanted to be, you know. But yeah, you Jiro could, you was could, there. You could definitely probably make a movie about him, too. I mean, yeah. I was about to say he uh, he's definitely the, the, the main character of his, his own his own story, for sure. I mean, he's he's also a, a real Japanese designer of planes and, and i mean he can stand on his own feet he's also a genius and the man loved his hoons dude i think he asked for i think that man asked for a cigarette like 17 times in this movie <laughs> he's he a hoon dog darts, bro dude, he's a hoon dog. One point, i was like yo you gotta chill though <laughs> Jiro passing out the cigarettes like candy bro like i was gonna say i also I on just looked up kiro he was born in 1901. He didn't die till 1990. Oh. Wow. Yes. Long life, so, bro. That's a great long life. He, he, you know, I just wanted to point that out. That's amazing. I, I also love how many real people are in this. Sorry for cutting yeah. you off. Go ahead, buddy. No, you're good. I also really like Kastrup, the German dude at the hotel retreat. He was a really fun character, too. Yeah. And I really loved that he pulled out his German cigarettes and the smoke was a different color. And I was like, oh, baby, this boy's smoking some uh, green. <laughs> but it was just that German tobacco. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I thought I did notice it was a different color. I thought that was a nice touch. Little subtle things like that. Uh, I really enjoy about about this movie. Definitely. So I guess kind of the, like the last thing I'd like to get into is there was a phrase re repeated a lot through the movie. And it was, is the wind right? The wind still rising. And I thought it was really interesting to look at because there was a point where Mr. Caproni said it to Jiro while he was designing these planes. And it, I think it was kind of like a way to say, like, do you still have like the want and desire to design planes right now, even though you know what they're going to be used for? And I thought it just continued to really bring that ethical conversation to the forefront that they kind of hid like they never really brought it up but you knew it was there you know mm -hmm. yeah I, I thought that like the is the wind like whenever they kept on saying is the wind still rising uh, I kind of thought it meant something uh, like uh, life kept going but you must keep going too I, that's that's kind of what I felt like it it meant but uh you know, did y'all yeah. about the same way? I think it had a bunch of different meanings to it because there were multiple yeah. characters who said it. I mean, I think Nahoko said it at one point, and I think it meant a different thing than oh, what okay. I just said. Kind of like what Tyler was saying. It's like, 
it, you know, are you still happy with your life and where it's going? So it's kind of really interesting to see like how they worked that angle with the same phrase multiple different ways. Yeah, it it seemed like it means something different to each different character in different situations. Um, when Jiro was, you know, had a a, a, a freaking brain blast, like he would say, oh, the wind is rising. Um, you know, maybe he, and when he was in a tough spot or if somebody was in a tough spot, they would say, you know, is the wind still rising? It's just, I think that's a, a pretty good all-encompassing phrase and you can apply it how you want to. So I'm going uh... to start saying it all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be calling bass in a rough day be like bro is the wind still rising i'm dying <laughs> of course so, it is brother i got i got one more thing uh you know cabroni kept on telling uh jiro uh that uh you got 10 years of sunshine and just kept on saying like 10 years of sunshine uh, make it count blah, blah blah um what did y'all think he meant by that what he um, was saying um, yeah, go for I it. was um, when you, whether you're a musician, an artist, or an engineer, um, you have a ten year period where you're most you're you're most creative, right? And that's okay. when you can be ultra successful. But after you're successful for say ten years, you're gonna start repeating some things that you've already done because I guess you're like you're mentally aging out of that creativity phase. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's what I thought. Normie like well. me don't don't understand stuff like that, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just trying to figure out what's up with it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I think uh, yeah, Jiro uses this used this ten well ten years very very well, but I think that can also be a real thing though. Okay. Um, that is actually a real thing with artists. Um, you could, your actual skill level can can increase over time but at some point i think you start being stop being as creative like uh you think about an artist like today like a a singer i'm trying to say um usually you know unless you're michael jackson like uh usually the first half of your career is like way better than the second half you know what i'm saying um i think it's just things like that um if somebody works at a company for a very very long time they show up in their you know quote unquote bright-eyed and bushy-tailed but you know when it when they're 55 they're ready to get the hell up out of there well exactly like that like what you're saying is you know burnout is a very real thing and um i mean you see so many musical artists and uh you know after 10 10 15 years what do they play when they're going on tour their greatest hits album you know right exactly and unless they reinvent themselves and kind of find that vigor again like they're not gonna keep progressing like they did through that 10 year you know i'm not gonna say it's a 10 year period but like that period of time you know yeah, he he just put a number to it. It's 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 different for everybody. Okay. Awesome. So I guess the last thing we should get into is a little rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll go first. I, I will go first here. Um, first of all, this was out of the films that we reviewed. This is by far my favorite. Like hands down, no contest. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. Not another one touched <laughs> this for me. I was, I was emotionally touched during this uh, viewing. Um, I'm going to give this. Try not to go too high to leave room for other films, but I'm gonna go a nine three. Oh. Wow. Okay. okay. It was it was just the writing, the visuals, the concepts, it the characters is just everything for me, man. 
Do you think that if if you wasn't like an engineer or you know your job that you would have it as high as that? Uh, my my former dream job, um, maybe not. I can't say because it is that way. Um, but there are there were there were things outside of like just the engineering that I liked. Uh, I try okay. I tried to name some of those things because obviously I'm an, a fan of great design and engineering marvels. <laughs> uh, I get to look at you know, production machines all day and it, it keeps me happy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so there's definitely that part. And I see what you're saying, Tyler, but I think it's the entire film and how it was put together was impressive. I got you. Um, I guess I'll go second. Uh, I think it's, I think it's somewhere around a seven and a half range for me. Um, it's, a, it's a really solid show. Um, uh, I, I like the whole movie. Um, I thought it done the engineering uh, industry uh, justice, you know, showing somebody that doesn't know a whole lot about it, you know, what's going on. And it also, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really like the end of it the best. I thought there was better ways to be handled that, you know, but uh, for the sake of the show, I understand, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I think with the end, they wanted to leave what actually happened graphically out of it. Yeah. So they no, didn't I want mean, to show how like, the planes uh, were actually used, you know? Not not like showing uh, the end of it, but the way, you know, uh, things left, you know what I mean? To keep it spoiler free. I gotcha. Okay. So did you feel like there was like no closure to the story? Is that what you mean? So I, I felt like there was better. Back. I understand her uh, her reasoning, you know, for some reason, but it's mm-hmm. kind of selfish, you know. I think to try to lead, uh, try to, uh, uh, you know, do go the route she went. I guess you can say. I'm gonna go ways. on that take. I'm gonna go the polar opposite way, and what she did was probably one of the most loving things she could do. Because, so? yeah, in that sense, I mean, with with what she was going through, if you think about it, that would have been such a distraction for Jiro. And he had a, such a pivotal job to do. So I feel like her doing that was a massive sign of love. But at some point you have to choose, you know, which which I mean, when you when you're in that situation, you have to let Jiro choose that, you know, you can't just make, take it upon yourself to choose that for, for him, you know? I think he understood it. And, um, you know, one of the worst things you can do to your, um, significant other is get in the way of their dreams. And I think she did what she did was, I mean, it sucked, but I think it was like the right thing to do. And I really enjoyed the closure in the final scenes after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was really brave of her. That's I what I you. thought. Um, I mean, it's definitely brave. It's just uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the guy. This is that's a very polarizing thing, right? You know. Yeah, and Tyler's the guy too who wants closure, like dead to the dead nuts, everything. <laughs> so he doesn't like to have anything left unanswered. You know, buddy, daddies, season yeah, two. Yeah, that's what I'm bringing up. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he wants a whole season two slice of life show. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay. Oh, what about you, Dan? Rating, man, I'm excited. Uh yeah, I had it at an eight three. Um, okay. I I loved the visuals. I loved the story. Um, there wasn't anything bad with it. It's just I, 
I don't like giving nines out lightly. I got you. Like, I don't give my my favorite anime has a nine. So like. Okay. I don't give out nines lightly, man. I mean, that's just my scale. Um, But yeah, this movie was it was stunning. It was beautiful. Um, The acting, the voice acting was great on the dub side. And just the story was riveting. I mean, like I was hooked. I mean, I fell asleep watching it first time because i was dead tired had to make it up the rest second day but uh mm-hmm. it was it was incredible if you guys haven't seen it yet it is a swan song of the probably greatest anime like director and storyteller there has ever been so and we watched it on uh hbo max by the way if y'all didn't catch that i don't i don't think it's on anything else or i couldn't find it on anything else yeah i know they they HBO Max has the whole Studio Ghibli um, portfolio, I guess, if you want to call it. So, yeah, no, definitely an incredible movie, man. I was I was hooked from the start, and um, I might go watch it a second time and watch it subbed, honestly, because I really enjoyed it that much. Yeah, subbed yeah. is really good. So okay, yeah, I might go back and do that, but I think I think uh, another anime movie is going to have a hard time topping that one for me. I watched it twice this weekend. I'm, I'm not. I'm not okay. even. Yeah, I watched it twice. I thought it was. Just... <laughs> I still think like it, it was on par with like Spirited Away for me. You know, like just a different really? kind of movie. Okay. Yeah, I love Spirited Away, dude. That is that is probably one of my favorite anime movies there has ever been. I mean, that everything from Studio Ghibli is incredible. So, me personally, I like Spirited Away better because it just had a lot of different elements to it. You know, you never knew what was going to happen really. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part of looking at a very whimsical fantasy story versus a historical drama. Yeah. (laughs) And they were both fantastic in their own way, you know? Yes, very, very true. But how do you guys feel? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, how do you guys feel about getting to the next uh, next topic unless you got anything else, Bass? Oh, I was just surprised that you guys uh, had spirited away up there with this, but uh, that's my personal opinion. Let's go. Let's go. I think Spirited Away has a special place in my heart because I watched it so many times and I saw it when I was a kid. Oh, like seeing that movie when you're a lot younger really just it was it's fucking awesome, dude. I got you. Gotcha, well, gotcha. I I guess if y'all want to, we can get into the uh next segment. Uh it's it's called Power Systems in the Real World. So what we're gonna do here is we're each gonna pick a power system. That we think would that we would like to have in the real world, um, so it's a pretty simple concept, you know. Um, uh, I, me personally, uh, this topic's kind of similar to the one we did a while back, which uh, where we picked uh, which uh, which world we'd want to live in, and I picked my hero back then. Uh, but only because we uh, was going to live in that world. So uh, this time we're picking the power system that we like to have in our world. And my pick is Chakra and Jutsu from Naruto. And I really wanted to choose this one back then, but Naruto is a messed up world, y'all. So my hero is too also, man. (laughs) Uh, My hero, like, like, like I talked about back then, my hero only got messed up, you know, towards the end. And to, to, to say something about that now, since we kind of know something else about 
what's going on is we only was looking at Japan back then when I talked about it. We know that there's now other other countries and we know that they are safe. So obviously I would be living under uh Miss America's uh you know <laughs> wings. You know what I mean? So I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> and say he's protected by America, mama. He's straight. Yeah. I'm chilling, bro. So fair assessment. Uh, fair assessment. Yeah. So like yeah, to your point, like the uh Naruto world uh has been screwed up the entire time. Yeah, it, it doesn't stop, go. you know. Yeah. It got better when Naruto became Hokage, but uh you so know, it it, you know it jumped uh, it jumped ahead like a lot, but it's it's one thing after another, bro. bro. So uh, I just uh, staying away with that, staying away from that. So, so um, my, my big question here is: When the fuck are you gonna use ninjutsu in your real normal life day? But it, <laughs> okay, so there's actually a lot of you know ninjutsu and techniques you know, that you can use in real life. And to get into that, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about chakra first because, you know, chakra is kind of like, you know, the energy source used in Naruto and uh, it enables them to use all the different forms of jutsus and techniques and whatever you want to, whatever you want to use. It's kind of like a mixture of like, it's kind of like stamina for the for the uh, uh, non anime eyes, you know what I mean. So it's like a stamina stamina mix and like a spiritual energy type of thing. Um, so there is a limited uh, source of this, but the thing about chakra is is that if you train hard and you know you uh, work on it, you can actually expand your chakra limits um through that so you're not stuck with just one thing you know one base limit the whole time you know like you would be in some other shows you know but uh so that's a massive benefit in my eyes but going back to what dan talked about is what jutsu and techniques or whatever would we use in the real world um well my personal favorite would be shadow clone jutsu. So, cause, okay. uh, yeah. So, um, like imagine all the stuff that you could do with shadow clones. Uh, so this allows you to summon clone for those that don't know, this allows you to summon clones of yourself that have the same knowledge and skills that you have. And you're able to use them, you know, for whatever you want to use them for. So, you can increase your efficiency uh, for like if you're like construction, like manufacturing, like anything where you need people or you can even, you know, use them for like uh, uh, knowledge purposes. Like you can have them study for you, help you learn stuff, because once you call them back, you know, you retain all the knowledge and information that they have seen and done throughout the day, throughout their time. So that's pretty cool. So uh, you brought up uh, construction. So what happens when one of your shadow clones is up on the rafters of a building being built and he accidentally puts a nail through his thumb while holding up a rafter 
and just poofs into the air and the thing falls and just, just you know injures somebody else. I mean, there's a lot to think about with that, you know. And and that's a good point. You know, <laughs> if they wasn't shadow clone jutsus down shadow clones down below, then mm-hmm. my second jutsu will come into play, and that is medical jutsu. You know, you can use medical jutsu and techniques to actually save people's lives and actually do techniques that would be very dangerous or, you know, not, um, you know, even achievable, you know, in the real world right now. But with medical, the medical ninjutsu techniques that Naruto has, like the, the, like the sky's the limit, bro, you know, so. That's two things that's like, uh, you know, above and beyond of, you know, stuff that is uh, crazy beneficial to, you know, the real world. So, yeah, definitely. And one thing I think is really interesting about this pick is the fact that Chakra, as well as Ninjutsu or Ninjutsu are both very prominently used throughout history. I mean, if you go to... Buddhist cultures and Taoist cultures and other cultures in Asia, that's essentially part of like their everyday history. So I think it's really interesting that like Naruto took that and gave it their own spin on it. And that's what you want in real life, you know? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a better choice than like playing like, like when I picked my hero, we all talked about the quirk lottery, you know, or, you know, if you picked one piece, you know, you'd be talking about, you know, luck of getting to be able to get a decent devil fruit, you know, actually having the knowledge to, you know, pick a good devil fruit or see one that you know that would be good. So with this, like almost any ninjutsu technique can be learned and can be trained with some exceptions, you know, obviously, you know, some things are hereditary and, you know, some things you can't do, but for the most part, everything can, if you strive hard enough, you can learn them and be able to use them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say, we're not all out here with a Susano or anything crazy like yeah. that. But uh, <laughs> so there are I, some people in Naruto that, that can't mold chakra and therefore can't use ninjutsu, though. Yeah. Everyone but, has chakra because every living thing has it, but you that doesn't mean you can do jutsu. That's true, but, you know, uh, those are very rare cases, you know, in the world of Naruto. And I, would I, I, I more regular people than ninjas. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't say it's very rare. I think it's just the show focused on the ninjas. I mean, yeah, if you think about all regular people, all the people who but live in Naruto. They don't try hard like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, just let them make ramen, dude. <laughs> they ain't tried hard enough, bro. Look, me personally, I'll like be to have a discussion with you, dog. Hey, me personally, I, I would be just fine with just just shadow clone jutsus. That's me. Like I'm lazy, bro. Just let me have my shadow clone jutsus. Let it go get house. some food from the fridge or something. I don't know, dude. If you were abusing your shadow clones by making them go grab you a sandwich out of the fridge, bro. they would just turn on your ass eventually. Bro. Imagine how much anime I could watch with Shadow Clone Jutsus. I could have like them just watch different shows and then recall them, and I would it would be like me watching it for the first time. You know, but you, you wouldn't get it the would enjoyment be the of it. Huh? Nah, it, it, yes, I don't think it'd be the same as actually you, watching when you, it when, 
when you recall it to yourself, you get the same feeling that it felt. You just you get know? the memories, the experience. Like that, you don't actually get to experience your experience it but, yourself. But looking back on One Piece, you know, I really enjoyed you know watching it for the first time, and that's all it is is the enjoyment of a memory. You know, so I would be doing the same thing basically. Memory news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think I would want to personally watch it on that one. But I would be personally watching it, you know. Nah, I, I would personally watch one piece. Sam. <laughs> I mean, I I I would uh, I I I'm not gonna say it. I would do a lot of things to rewatch One Piece for the first time. Or I'd be bad, I guess though. you know. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Another well, thing, I well, I was going to say another big thing about the Naruto ninjutsu stuff is that you can actually manipulate the elements as well. And that could come in handy as well. Um, you know, manipulating water and earth, you know, and even fire in some scenarios. Well, you, you, know, can, only, you can only do one, though. You can't do them all unless well, you're I'm the avatar. As a world, <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's not really true. Look at Kakashi, bro. He's a different animal, dude. There's yeah, only one I would Kikashi. Be Kikashi. I would be the main character. Too. You're talking about elites. They, those are elite people. A lot of the elite I am elite. Are chakra natures. I don't <laughs> have to worry. This this man on his fucking high horse over here, dude. I am, <laughs> I am a five Kikashi. star man. <laughs> I am a five star man. <laughs> and I and and to top it all off, you know, I didn't even talk about like the Sharingan, Byakugan, you know, sealing jutsus, genjutsus. Transformation jutsus, like all that shit, can be used in like espionage and like you know law enforcement fields and all yeah, kinds but, of shit, you know. But, but Tyler, your last name isn't uh, Uchiha or any of those, so hey, like you ain't getting those powers, bro. Bro, I am him. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, Tyler, like uh, even in the story. Um, Hagoromo created jutsu and and gave the uh, humans the ability to mold chakra to make their lives easier. Yeah, for this so they could connect. You know, they ended up going to war and causing great devastation. But your point, it was created to make their lives easier in the first place. Yeah, and I think that this is a really good one to make lives easier, and it would make a lot of things efficient if you would just you know you might have to mold it to you know this world's uh you know cut you know uh ways you know culture i guess you know to make it beneficial for us in and uh but overall i think this is a really good choice uh plus you know uh, naruto's my i'm just naruto fan bro <laughs> awesome man well since basses is gonna take about 14 hours to uh describe i guess i'll go next so um there were a lot of shows i could have picked for what i wanted um so my idea was i'd like magic but i mean you got fairy tale you've got mashal which we've talked about you got magi but just to uh just to get under bass's skin a little bit i obviously (laughs) picked black clover we're gonna surpass our limits today boys um but no i picked it because it was a new gen show i know a lot of people who watch anime nowadays or have watched or watching black clover and um 
it, we enjoy making fun of it a little bit on the podcast, but it's, it's a really great show. So basically, in Black Clover, when a citizen of this world turns 15, they're able to attend a grimoire acceptance ceremony in the month of March, and they get a magical little book. What's in that book? Who fucking knows, man? Uh, there's three types that we've seen. Uh, there's the three leaf, which is the standard old book. There's the four leaf, which is very, very rare. Four leaf clovers are obviously lucky. And then there is the five leaf, leaf grimoire of our boy Asta. And in the fifth leaf lives the devil. Not going to go into too much details, but that's the gist of how the grimoires work. Uh, there's a bunch of different types of magic, and each person gets an affinity based on what grimoire they get. So some people get really useful magic. Some people don't. Um, if I had to pick one, I was going with it's called Kotodama magic. It belongs to one of the devils they fight during the elf reanimation arc Zagrief. And basically what he can do is he can create anything he wants by just saying or thinking the word. Okay. So I'm sitting here at my desk. And if I wanted a beer, <laughs> I just think beer and it pops up next to me. So it'd be pretty fucking useful for my everyday life, you know? That'd be true, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a, I want a, I want a Lamborghini in the driveway. Oh, there it is. I want a new TV. Oh, there it is. I want there this. There has to be oh. some kind of limits to that, right? Nah, dude. He's got broken his shit magic. <laughs> That's that's wild. So what what hey. else would be useful? That's one thing. <laughs> that's It'd it. be useful for me. I don't care about anyone else. You know that. He's not even talking about me. Well, you you would, know. Yeah, you were just telling uh, Tyler. Yeah, you were just telling Tyler he was going to be regular. You're going to be regular. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to get the ability to shoot fire, or shoot water, or do wind magic, or something cool. And I could find out how to adapt it, man. I so here's my got big party tricks on deck. My big feel of this thing is, is honestly, I don't want any anime powers in my real life because 95% of the time anime powers are used to kill and lead to vicious wars. And uh, I like my simple fucking life, man. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that goes enough. without saying, though, you know, any of these powers that we could have picked, you know, it's going to obviously introduce, you know, major villains and major you know, powers that are used, you know, for, you know, not good, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, old Tyler's living here in the Leaf Village, and he's going to get leveled by pain, and then somehow they're going to have an ass pole <laughs> with some bring everybody back to life jutsu, you know, Where's like... My Hinata? Just give me my Hinata. <laughs> hey, man, I want Tsunade, but uh, what's up? <laughs> Solid choices, boys. <laughs> but like yeah my thing with this is like this was really hard for me to pick because i was trying to think of the destructive side of everything and i couldn't find right. one that didn't have that from the shows that i've watched there's no destructive power in like the narratives of all these shows there's no there's no stakes so that's fair so i was just kind of like you know what i just want some magic you know whatever i get is going to be pretty cool i mean there's only been like one person in the entire black clover world born without magic and of course it happens to be our main character awesome but, but like the, the magic from mash will be fucking tight the magic from fairy tale be really cool i mean like in fairy tale everyone can use magic 
but most people just use it for like a normal life except for the guilds who use it to do adventuring and you know take jobs and all that kind of shit so you could just give me any magic i'd be good with that i wasn't really uh too picky on that front i just figured i'd say black clover because it uh grind bass's gears a little bit well i i don't appreciate that <laughs> at least at least in black clover you don't die for not having any magic so like that is true yeah if i was that born nice. just <laughs> that is really nice <laughs> if i was just born a lame-ass person i'd be shunned yeah <laughs> for me yelling i want to be the wizard king 77 times per episode <laughs> that I... did get old that did get old he stops yelling it you know eventually you know and then asta and you know start yelling in unison you know but one thing i was thinking and that's with any magic anime is like what you get is pretty much luck of the draw so like it'd be really interesting to see how like the daily dynamic of life would change on that obviously if people had magic i don't think we'd live in a world that we live in now so i think it'd be really interesting to see how it would turn out you know yeah that that would be really interesting uh i do think that is true especially with how fucked up everything is already i mean shit but <laughs> the world wouldn't exist bro it'd be like naruto you know except naruto wouldn't save everybody from pain or madara yeah um, yeah i mean we're all fucked regardless if there's an anime power system in our lives so because we're all pretty normal people yeah. and i'm not goku just a guy with a bike honestly i fucked up dude i should have just said Yu-Gi-Oh. No. I can abandon people to the shadow realm, baby. Oh. <laughs> Anybody can banish people to the shadow realm. That's scary as all hell. No, I, I'd have to get really lucky and find like the Millennium Eye or some shit, dude. You, you know, I just have, you'd have to yeah, get a little lucky with that. My my true. my great grandfather would have had to be a uh, an archaeologist back in Egypt in the 1920s. <laughs> You know, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, you know what would have been really cool, probably, was somebody picked Pokemon, you know, that power system, because that means Pokemon, you know, they would have had to come into the world as well, right? So I wanted to pick Pokemon, but it wasn't really a power system. It's more of what anime world I'd want to live in, you know? That's fine, have but we could, we could make it a... Entries? That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Bro, we can, we can make that True. a power system. This is our podcast. We can do what we want. This is our podcast, Dan. <laughs> I, I was actually, if you guys want the honest answer, I was so close to picking Digimon. <laughs> and just going to the digital world, dude. It's my own little isekai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. What do you got for us, Bass? Cool. So, yeah, guys, I, I went with a, a complicated-ass system, uh, Nin from Hunter Hunter. Um, you ain't lying. Yeah, I... <laughs> It really simplified it with uh, Tyler going first because Chakra in a, uh, was inspired by Nin. So instead of having like the five elements that you can control and do different jutsu, um, there's five different types of aura. And so this, this is uh, what we call Nin, and it's a technique that allows a living being to manipulate their own life force or energy. And the energy is referred to as aura. Um, so instead of chakra, aura. Same thing, really. Same thing. But like I said, instead of using elements, uh, there's different things you can do 
the physical manifestation of your aura that you can build up in and on top of yourself. Oh, the first category is called like enhancement. Certain people are talented at like increasing their physical strength or speed or increasing the, I guess like uh, properties of an already existing object. And you have after that, after that you have like transmutation, uh, which is like changing like your aura to match something else. If you guys are familiar with Hunter Hunter, that's what Kilawa does to create his lightning. It's not really lightning, it's just his aura. Um, it mimics things. So it can mimic water, it can mimic anything. So you would be able to use all the elements if you were talented enough at that particular uh, part of uh, Nen. Then you have things like you can detach your aura, um, you can control inanimate objects or create inanimate objects. Um, you can actually create real objects with this. Um, they don't last forever. But that's a great tool for things like, I would say, uh, building and things like that. But I'm going to get into what abilities I think would be useful. Um, that might I... be that might be like the greatest nickel tour of the Hunter Hunter power oh system God. I've ever seen in my life. Because yeah. they take like 17 episodes to explain that shit. <laughs> there are videos that are an hour and a half long to explain Nin. I can't do that for you guys right here. I think these guys would not appreciate that. Uh, go to YouTube. Go, go to YouTube. <laughs> It'll give you the full tour. I, I don't have that much time. Um, uh, so basically, uh, you know, I don't want none of this. So just give me Gone's fishing pole. That's all I want, bro. <laughs> that, that's it. You, you can go to Walmart and buy a fishing pole and get that kid with not the his. <laughs> not his. I want his, bro. He could catch that's, some good you, shit, you bro. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Tyler and me shared the same isekai dream of just sitting by a lake and fishing and not worrying about what's going on. Okay, I've only watched like 30 episodes of Hunter Hunter, so I don't have any ideas what happens after that. But all right. I know is that fishing pole, man, I, I seen it him catch real. stuff with it. Yeah, no, it was. It was yeah, he, he hasn't even gotten it then yet, then, right? Oh, no, I'm about to spoil this shit out of this for you, dog. I oh, it, it's fine, bro. It's fine. Yeah, this has been out I'll for watch a it eventually. Time, so, yeah, uh, just, yeah, just close your ears. You don't have to go through the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but so I'm going to give you guys, also give you guys like the main differences between chakra and, and nin. Um, so I guess ninjutsu and aura. Um, jutsu, you're learning it from somebody. You have to learn a technique from somebody. With aura, you can do anything you want with your talents. Um, you can also attain it just by meditating for a period of time. Uh, so you could like teach it in school to kids, and say starting in high school, and you could everybody could have a meditation class. And by the end of high school, most people are going to be able to know how to use Nin. So I thought that was fairly practical. Um, with those skills and people having different abilities, everybody has their own unique abilities. So you say, oh, I want to be a doctor. I'm going to use my skills, whatever talents I have, to make my own you know, NIN abilities that can help me in that job. So where you have a set amount of jutsu and um, you know, mainly, like, what was the uh, Rama? Ch created yeah, you, like freaking jutsu in the, in the show, right? In Hunter Hunter, everybody creates their own abilities. So I thought that was going to be really powerful. Think about having, you know, millions of people that can help out in their own unique ways. Day-to-day -day life. Um, it would be things like Hasoka's uh, bungee gum, where he turns his aura into, like, literally what it sounds. It's like a bungee rope that's sticky. 
and he can throw it at things, uh, attach it and pull it. You could use that for like building instead of having to have C clamps, you could hold things in place while you nail them in. Um, just very practical. And then even on like a healthcare side or emergency healthcare, you could shut wounds with it till you get to the hospital and they can properly stitch it up. Um, there's would, also, go ahead. Would that be sanitary though? Yeah, it's just aura, dude. It's nothing. It's there's energy. nothing in it. Yeah, there's it's energy. Oh, okay. It's not like it's not like it's not thought, physical. Okay. For me, like, I was thinking in my mind here, like really. maybe he chewed it up first or something, you know, and then no, made it. You know, just like his is like his uh, <laughs> like yeah, a manifestation of his own like life force holding it together. And um, one broken ass ability I wanted to bring up was uh, what Machi does. She has nin stitches. If somebody cuts your head off, she can put it back on and bring you back to life. Nuts. Okay. So, I mean, the possibilities with this are limitless. Um, it just comes down to creativity and the t- amount of time you want to spend developing your own abilities, which is why I thought it was so powerful. Um, there's even a character that can freaking teleport. It's like his okay. own dimension he's created with his nin. It's, it's fucking nuts. Uh, I just thought just how how wide you could go with these abilities. It's just the limitless potential. I'm just imagining a bunch of high schoolers right now with a, a cup with a leaf floating in it, trying to figure out what their um, affinity is, I guess. Yes, and then yeah. all getting pissed off when they don't get the one they want. Nah, they'd be all right. <laughs> Send them to vocational school. It'd be fun. Book on a voc school. <laughs> Oh um, my god! <laughs> yeah, I just think it's so fucking useful. Like it's just, it's only limited by your creativity. Um, even like Kilowall uses like God Speed, where he like if anything touches his nin that he has on top of his body, his body like automatically automatically reacts without his brain doing anything, and he like combats it. You no, know, it'd be useful for war. You know, I'm trying to stay away from that and stay the more helpful things, but. Uh, I think like medical and then like building is like the biggest things for this. This it'd be useful for, for football, bro. It would be bungee yeah. gum and football, dude. Oh no, the uh, Godspeed, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just imagining. I'm imagining Hisoka as a quarterback, <laughs> just trolling people and no, throwing the hail mary, get... and then handing it to a running back after. Imagine handing it to like Kilowa. In uh, you know, in football, like who can tackle him if if he's got reflexes like that, you know? Nobody. He's gonna, no, he's gonna be like mass scoring like Quidditch points. Games, boys. I think we'd have to have different games. Quidditch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or no nan rules. <laughs> yes. That's that's the easiest thing. That's the easiest thing. Um I think it would be really cool for like war for uh like medical teams or even like an entire um, EU unit at a hospital, emergency unit. Uh, Biscuit can create their people with magical powers that can heal people. Okay, how would that? Like, you would never be overloaded at the hospital if you could just train a few people how to do that over time. Bro, there's there's so many parallels to Naruto in this. Like, you know, you got Obito's, you know, uh, uh, trans transportation stuff. You know, going to a different right. dimension. You got you know, like you just said, biscuit. You got like Sonate slugs, bro. Like imagine you had little slugs rolling around. That's basically the same thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Kishimoto actually said uh, he 
took some inspiration and has been inspired in the past by uh, Togashi, uh, who created Hunter Hunter. They were serialized within a year of each other, but they were both if, if, uh, familiar with each other's work. So that's why the power systems are a little similar. Yeah, as long why as there's... I want you to go first. I don't have 45 minutes to tell them how this, uh, <laughs> how every single thing works. This as is the some... uh, two-cent tour. As long as somebody gets an ability to make our boy Togashi well again so we can finish the goddamn manga, dude. That's all I need. Tsunade yes. got you, bro. Our mans. But yeah, I, th I think it's funny because all of what we picked, they all kind of, I mean, mana, aura, chakra, all the same idea. Energy that comes from either the world or from within you. And they can all be applied in such crazy ways. I mean, like, I didn't go into too many different types of magic in Black Clover, but there's healing magic, there's offensive magic, there's defensive magic, there's teleportation magic, there's dark magic, time magic, there's fucking everything. So, yeah. like... What's her I name, Mimosa? Yeah, she might Yeah, girl. she has the plants. <laughs> she's got that green, she's got that good, good. <laughs> she doesn't have the... She doesn't have the ability to make great mimosas. That just seems like a wasted, wasted character. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th I think it's really cool, like how like there's so many different power systems that are would be cool to have in the real world if they weren't just used for straight up evil, <laughs> um, like they are in some in some parts of each one of our stories. Um, so I think we did a good job being creative on this. And uh, to our audience, if you guys want to share a power system that you would like to uh, see in the real world, hit us up on Discord. Um, leave something in the comments. It's, it's, it's always welcome. We want some feedback and to see what you think as well. Yeah, I'm retconning everything I said. I want Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was a good answer. I didn't think we were allowed to say Pokemon, but I want a goddamn <laughs> team of sticks, dude. We could make it work, bro. <laughs> it would be so scary, though. Like, it would just be in so scary. But I would have Pikachu. Just driving to work and all of a sudden there's a freaking herd of Tauros running in front of you, dude. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like in like in reality, each one of those Pokemon would be able to kill you fairly easily. Yeah. But I got a Pokemon that could fight back, dude. Yeah. And you can just hop on Pidgeotto's back, bro, and fly away. Until you release Pidgeotto terrifying. and then I cry my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but awesome guys. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in for this week's Anime DGens podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of the weekly rundown where we're gonna be talking about a bunch of shows, but not one piece because it's a recap episode, Sag. Um yeah. Appreciate everybody hanging out. Make sure to check out our socials. Tyler's been killing on the shorts, as we've said a million times. We're come join the Discord. Come give us a give us a little chat. Ski, let us know what's going on in your life and what shows you're watching. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.